what is good divine dolls and divine dudes so i'm in bed <laughs> i might go out later um but i just kind of wanted to share some of my thoughts um as you can probably see by the title i got out of jury duty but i would say there's about two or three different points or takeaways um didn't write them down but i figured i would just come on here and do what i normally do so cool, cool thing um today i had like the um this one lady cross in front of me and um one of the other people was like that's one of the most powerful attorneys in this county um so that was pretty cool to see her it's like a mother-daughter type of team and you know she seemed pretty humble dressed really nice um you know rich white people type of thing hair done heels you know nice bag and everything but for the most part just no ego or anything like that so that was pretty cool but um day one went in and um oh yeah so i got called in today's friday so i got called in to go thursday it was late wednesday night i think i had finished recording something um for anchor and coincidentally the other days i had called in right around seven but that one night i just got really distracted and then next thing you know i remember i looked at the time and it was eleven forty-six, and i was like oh crap i got a call in for the next day but maybe they just have me on standby but let me just call in anyways call in so wouldn't you believe i'm supposed to report for jury duty at seven forty-five in the morning who the hell is up at 7.45 in the morning? Like, this is just, is ridiculous. I was like, oh my gosh. So then the rest of that night, it's like, I couldn't even sleep well because I just kept thinking like, I have to be up in five hours. I have to be up in six hours. And so could barely sleep. And then finally six o'clock came around, hit snooze a couple times, got up, got dressed, got ready. Um head down there no traffic um and so we got called in i'm trying to remember everything but for the most part we're we're sitting so they had their 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 12 in the box you know how it is it's like once you're the in the first 12 in that box it's really hard for you to get off of off of it and the alternate jurors but um as you know, everybody's trying to get out of it, and he's the judge is going through the excuses. He gets to like the fifth person, and it was a it was a young um, lady. It was a black lady. She's African. So she's like, "Your Honor, I'm a student and I'm working, and I just like just can't make it." And so he's like, "Okay, everybody, just pause." He's like, "I understand nobody wants to serve, but you know if if." I, he talked about his first case and he said, my first case as a lawyer, I had um, an African-American and he said, you know, I want a, a jury of my peers. And he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and I'm like, fuck, that's probably a black guy. Dang it. Because um, all we knew at that point is that it was for murder. So I'm like, bloppity, bleak, bleak, bleak just great so um everybody's you know getting their stuff in order how many days does the does the um 
employer pay and stuff like that. So I'm like, crap, I'm going to end up on this on this jury duty thing or whatever. So then um, he had us there until 430 and they were just asking all of these questions. But fast forward to, to this morning, you know, just to give you an idea, one of the questions that they had was, um, have you ever been convicted of a, of a felony, I believe? Um, the second one, coincidentally, I don't remember. And then the third one was, has a family member been harmed um, by a violent crime, you or, or a family member? And it was, you know, I'm a very sentimental person. And um, this is stuff I, you know, there's things I carry with me. You know, even for the collective, I think even with the femicide rates, like, believe it or not, every time one of my sisters fall, it really affects me, you know, whether um, I want to admit it or not. It's part of my, it's almost like, you know, I talk about how mission and I, you know, in my mind, right? It's like I chose to come here as a black woman to see if I can love myself, right? And... It feels good every day to wake up and be like, yep, still love myself. Love myself more than the day I did before. Okay, good. I understand the assignment. And so, but when I see my, you know, they're not my biological sisters or, or you know, like necessarily family or friends, but it's part of my collective and it, it's, it breaks my heart when that type of stuff happens. And so I couldn't tell you how many jurors had uncles, cousins, sisters, brother-in-laws, son-in-laws, you know, victims of violent crime held up at gunpoint, um, just tragic tragedy. And it's, and so those people were removed, but I'm thinking we're at a tipping point where everybody has a story of a violent crime towards a family member. And if that's what it takes for them to be removed off of the jury duty, to what degree, you know, I think he was saying like, that's how you get acquitted because it's like no one can serve because that's how much trauma there is. They just can't find a jury of peers. The um another interesting thing that came up too was one of the um and I think I know his name because this community for the most part is kind of religious based. So I remember the name. I don't remember his face, but I, I've heard I probably went to school with his kids. And um he's now in in the medical field. He had scrubs on and stuff and that type of thing. And so, you know, surprised he had gotten convicted of a um and at the time, long story short, it was it was considered a felony, but now um, it's considered a, a minor. It got reduced, uh, got uh, uh, a misdemeanor. So, but, he, you know, they asked him, do you think you would still be able to have a fair trial? Do you have any animosity to law enforcement? And he said, you know, if you had asked me this 20 years ago, I would have been angry at, or upset. But he's like, now I'm so thankful because it changed the trajectory of my life. I'm a better person. I became a better citizen for it. Right. Um, so that was another takeaway for me, too. But I think what I'm going to try to wrap up with there, there were some other really like pretty cool things that happened in between there, despite 
all of the, you know, trying not to, to serve and everything like that. And so, by the way, no, it was not one of my people in the sense of like, it wasn't a, um, a, a black person, but, um, um, I find it interesting, you know, to me, if I'm going to be honest, and maybe I don't understand the law that much, but I feel like to me, it was just going to be the audacity for me because me being black does not make me your peer. And that's why I feel like I would really have to let him know he, that he has a whole other thing coming because it's like, when did black become synonymous with crime? It's like, you hear a lot when they say about like, um, the stuff that go happens with, um, R. Kelly and Bill Cosby and even OJ, Fuck OJ, right? Like we are not the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't think that me, my loyalties of being black should have to be, oh, well, you don't support um, O.J. Simpson, so you're a coon, you know, or what do you mean you don't, you know, all of the, the things in the systems against Bill Cosby? No, 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 no. And I've already talked about Bill Cosby. I think the biggest person that my heart goes out to the most is his, is his wife, Camille, because even if you look at it morally, he had no business being with all of these women. He's a whole married man. Like, what the... That that to me, just, you know, I'm not with it. I'm not going. And then the other one, R. Kelly, too. No way in hell I could ever co-sign on that. I don't care if he's black, purple, green, yellow, magenta, cyan, you know, aquamarine. What? No. No. And so... I find it interesting, you know, there was a time when you would say, I want a jury, a jury of my peers. I'm going to have to think about what that means juxtaposed to, you know, in the past, it would feel that you would have a jury of all white males and then they would end up lynching you. But fast forward to 2022, and I probably sound funny because I'm cutting off my windpipe at a weird angle right now, but... um. Oh, when I tell you I'm just relaxing right now, it kind of does take a toll on you and stressful. Um, But fast forward to 2022, I don't know that anybody who was ever going to end up being convicted of something, you know, or end up in, in on trial for something for murder of all things or robbery. If you think you're going to put me on the jury because I'm black, for one, I'm not a I'm not a man. And for two, you and me are not alike. I don't have criminal intent and I don't see the, the purpose of murdering someone um, or robbing someone like you and I are not alike. So don't be thinking like, oh, just because I have like five black people on the jury on the panel, I'm going to get off. No, you got another thing coming to you. And I think that it's just something I have to process. I know it's not going to be the most popular opinion. I get it. But I think that as we were sitting there, you know, um, and you think of all the lives that were are uh, were affected when I mentioned people who have had family members who are victims of violent crime, but even what it meant for the rest of us, right? 
the rest of us who were alternates and, and we had to stay back and be part of the audience for those two days as they're calling from different people. You know, the impact that it has people, there were women that have children they have to take care of, family members that they have to take care of, elderly parents, people, you know, that had to take care of people that had um, cancer and people that were financially impacted. And it's like crime is such a a leech, right, on society. It drains, it pulls away from our productivity you know when you hear about all the different people that were on the jury one of them was like a bmw engineer i mentioned a couple of doctors um we had vet techs we had um several people from medical backgrounds some really cool occupations you had you know teachers and um Oh, gosh, just a whole lot of it Um, on the elevator on the way down in the elevator. One lady was telling me she's a business owner, you know, and um, what was interesting, too, is, you know, we talk a lot about dusty pathology and it was things like you could tell that this person had dusty pathology just for the, the, the time that you're there, because it's like. He was kept joking with his lawyer and you could tell the lawyer's aggravated, but this person is not someone who is um, aware of their surroundings and what is appropriate and what is not appropriate. Sir, you're on trial for a murder for for murder, you know, so I can understand if you're nervous, but he just it was day one, day two. He's laughing, he's giggling, he's interrupting his lawyer. And so um, at first, like the lawyer was just he would smile. But then it was to the point like where he's trying to send a message like, don't, you know, keep interrupting me because he was it was at the point too when he was listening to the statements of the different um, jury people It's like. He's writing down notes. Why are you interrupting him in the middle of him making notes? But you could tell like what he's telling him. He thinks it's so funny. And it's like, no, you need to be serious. You need to present yourself, carry yourself, you know, with the seriousness of what is being presented to you. Um, and one of the things that they kept saying was like, well, would you be okay with... um?" this person arguing self-defense if it's a crime of passion and one of the things i have to say you know maybe i'm fortunate i understand this may not be the same for um other counties or whatnot but these people are kind of slick like they were low-key and it was the older folks that kind of guiding i guess those of us who are new to it or younger folks too like their thoughts and um so they were making little slick comments, but it was kind of like you could kind of get the sense that, you know, obviously you have to listen to it. I don't know. Maybe and because all we know was murder and he used a knife. Um, and obviously law enforcement involved because that was one of the questions. Oh, I think the other question was, do you have any law enforcement um, friends or whatever? So. um. It was stuff like I remember one lady, she's like, well, I've been on a jury before and we got him, you know, and it's they asked her to leave, you know, type of a thing. Um, 
another lady was uh, she's looking at him and she's pointing at him you know total Karen vibes she was like well I don't know if I could be fair because it just depends on and she points her little um, manicured pink finger it depends on his performance you know type of a thing and everybody you know kind of laugh a little bit too because that's what we're all thinking you know it's like but the ones who kind of knew a little bit better, they just kept implying, like, he better get on that defense. He better he better um, go up there and share his side of the story because there's no way we're just going to let you off because of crime of passion. And actually, I was really proud of there was one of the younger defendants. God bless him or divine source bless him or he just I just wish him the, the best moving forward. He was one of the younger youngest, I think, on the panel. But and um, it was one of those things where he was just like, he's like, I don't understand why you would let something, you know, provoke you to where you murder someone, you know. Um, And it was weird, too, because the person, one of the people who I thought they would try to keep on there as a pair, it was an older Hispanic male. And but you could tell, I mean, he um, owns his own business and very articulate and the way that he spoke and the things he said, I was like, whoa, this is deep. But um, it was kind of along the same lines, too. He's like, I don't see the grounds for murder. Like, I don't, you know, unless you're protecting your a child or like your business, like, why would you, you know, resort to that? And to me, what I was thinking is a knife nah, has to be gang activity because... If you're thinking self-defense, I- I'm going to keep it 100 with you. The state I'm in right now, the most I have with me is a mace and or a taser. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are the odds that you're going to use a knife to protect yourself unless you're living that type of lifestyle? You see what I'm saying? So, and um, the only other person I can think of, too, that that I think would be justified is we've talked, for those of you who kind of run the same circles as me. Recently, there was a um, an older uh, man who was, I feel so bad for him, but he was actually arrested and spent six, six or eight days in Rikers because um, a woman came into the store with her daughter and she tried to use her EBT card to pay for some chips. And knowing damn well, you're, you can only buy like, I think, regular food. You can't buy like junk food or whatever with um the ebt card and or maybe she didn't have um what do you call it um enough balance on there so she went and called her boyfriend and this guy i swear to god like i think i have and i tell you i still have secondhand trauma from a lot of things i'm very sensitive to energies but the guy was really tall you could see it in the video i want to say he was like maybe like a good six three at least six three, six four could have been six five, and I think in comparison to the clerk, the clerk was an older man, and he came in behind the thing and started pushing the guy around like he was a a rag doll, like it was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life. like how are you going to pick up a grown man who you see in the video and then just pick him up like he was a like like I swear like it was like he just picked up a jacket and like tossed it. Like, and he, and then when he fell, he picked him up and tossed him again. And so the guy grabbed something. I don't know what it was, but it punctured his neck and the guy punched him in in his neck and his stomach and the guy bled out and he immediately called the, um, for, for help and assistance. 
and stuff. And so to me, it's like if you're protecting yourself, that's justified, you know. I don't think he intentionally went into it like with murder. But how the hell do you end up with a knife? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's not when when they talk about reasonable. When they talk about reasonable, I don't think having a knife on you is reasonable as a forms of self-defense. Right. And I think that it's interesting for men, you know, mano a mano. Um. The 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 anger that goes on between the two, right? Um, it's just strange to me. Is there anything else? There was one thing, one more thing. I think I wanted to close out before I um, ended, but it was one of those things too. I think that with that community, just kind of in the comments as they're going through, just letting it be known. Like, yeah, I mean, we can look at the the. The codes and we'll figure out what is reasonable, but we don't condone like you just deciding like, oh, well, you pissed me off because you made a yo mama joke. And now, you know, now you're getting, you know, that's called a provocation and type of thing. So but now as I'm thinking about it and, and who knows, right, because obviously it didn't serve after they, they select the they already selected the alternates and everything. They will hear everything and the guidelines but i can see where the lawyer defense lawyer might win if he's able to prove you know that yes this person was provoked but i think what would be key for me is is it reasonable you know oh 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 there was another um gentleman on there it was it was a black guy he also had a criminal record um I'm trying to remember what it was that he did. Oh, I think he had possession. I think he had possession of a substance or something like that. And his was also 20 or 30 years ago. And, um, but, you know, they, they asked him about what he thought about murder. And he's like, well, I wasn't raised that way. Like, you don't just take somebody's life, you know, because you're provoked type of a thing. So I think that for the most part, we feel like, you know, no, we're not ever going to condone murder. Now, what is tragic and what is sad is is the county I'm in. Um, they've been sending, I don't know how, but I have <laughs> been getting like text messages and they're like, Oh, our crime rate is up 70% for home invasions. Like, what the F? I was telling them, like, where I live on any given day, all of us will have our garage doors open, our garage, our garage um, open, you know, type of a thing. Um, one, one of my neighbors, she ha- keeps her garage open day in, day out, you know, um, the other one is they'll open it throughout the day and then, you know, when it's nighttime, just shut it down type of a thing. For the most part, quiet neighborhood. So for it to skyrocket 70% within the last year, just out of nowhere, 70%. And um, they sent me another stat too, but an increase in crime. And so it just has me with my head on a swivel. 
Um, I pay attention to, you know, who's in my neighborhood and who's from around, you know, what the neighbor demographic looks like. Um, I think there's only like there's only um, us and then there's one other like black guy that lives down the street with his white wife and his um, black kids. His first his kids are from a black woman, but he's married to a white woman. And then the white lady, she looks like, um, what is that one girl that she, she put on like Chrissy Allen or something like that? Chrissy Allen, but she's like a little bit more wrinkled than her. And then she lost, um, more of the weight. She's not as pretty as Chrissy Allen, but her husband was black. Um, and then, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for around like in my vicinity where we live. So if if most of the crime unfortunately is, is from the Hispanic demographic, um we've had several um killings like if you're on next door, you will see um same thing, stabbing. That's how they'll get you. They'll stab you. Um I think like in one in one week there were three. There were three um killings and then um seven eleven we had somebody shot in the head. My little sister in Las Vegas texted me and said, Hey, did you hear the seven eleven? Like down down like where we used to go for high by high school, we would on break we would walk all the way down to that seven eleven, get a snack and just walk back. Now it's a dangerous neighborhood. But yeah, this past 7-Eleven, somebody got shot in the head there. So it's just, it's just tragic. Um, you know, the toll that it takes on the economy. I know that with the crime rates, the even the um, black femicide, it's like, do you know that those children are going to grow up with that story? You know, have you ever had...